0: Welcome to Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. Now in its 26th year, the Nebraska Rural Poll is an annual survey of rural Nebraskans conducted by the Department of Agricultural Economics here at UNL in partnership with Rural Prosperity Nebraska and Nebraska Extension. You can find it on the web at ruralpoll.unl.edu. And I'm joined right now by Becky Vogt, who is the Survey Research Manager with The Rural Poll. Becky, thanks for joining the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: So for over 25 years, The Rural Poll has sought to give voice to rural Nebraskans across the state. So to start off with, what kind of data is traditionally collected and what happens with that when the responses are returned?
1: Well, every year we have about half of our questionnaire devoted to what we call core questions. And those questions ask residents about their community and about their personal well-being and their satisfaction with various items both within their community and also in their personal life. In addition to those core questions, every year we seek out opinions from community and state leaders, people in state agencies, other university professors and really um, ask them, what other information should we be collecting each year? And So half of the survey is really devoted each year to new topics that are a little bit more timely, sometimes policy related type topics. So we really have covered over those 25 years, a wide range of topics. We've talked about ag policy, energy, climate change, education, housing, taxes, community development, technology, just a wide range of different uh, topics. Those That information that we collect then each year, we send out to local and state leaders. So they really have an idea of how rural residents are viewing those different topics and how they feel about their well-being and their community. And then in addition, we have press releases with all that information, too, to get that information back out to the public so that they can see how their fellow residents answered the survey and how they're feeling that particular
0: year. Why is it important to do this survey, to, to give that voice to rural Nebraskans, and, and how have you seen it make an impact over the years?
1: we really feel like the the non-metropolitan population they you know it's more geographically distributed across the state when compared with the urban population and there's really a diverse a lot of diverse voices in the non-metropolitan areas so when the survey was started it was really just to get that voice for rural nebraskans in state policy decision making and also to their local leaders to help in what might enhance their community life and their their well-being.
0: If it's easy, can you give like just a quick macro summary of findings or maybe just a big takeaway from last year's poll as an example, the results?
1: The last couple of years, even given some big changes in the state, in 2019 when we began mailing, we had just gone through the bomb cyclone and had flooding in the eastern part of the state, blizzards in the Panhandle area. And then last year when we mailed, of course, we were right in the beginning stages of the pandemic. And it was very interesting that even despite those big changes, we really have continued to see optimism rise in the state. Um, People are more likely to say they're better off than they were five years ago and also to think they will be better off 10 years from now. So that's kind of a trend we've seen over time. And even, like I said, given what we've experienced the last couple of years, that that trend was still evident. We've also seen um, some other changes uh, across all the years. We've seen satisfaction with some services decline across, generally decline across all years. We've seen with that, with medical and nursing home care, with mental health services, uh, senior centers, entertainment, retail shopping, restaurants, the satisfaction levels with all those types of services, we've seen a, just a general decline across uh, all 24 years. So those are a couple areas where we have been able to kind of track and see some tr- some changes that have occurred.
0: That's really interesting and really extensive data that you gather. And I know that this year you're adding some new questions into the survey. Um, obviously, the pandemic will probably be part of that. So, can you talk about that? And I know you you also have some questions related to um, faith or trust in media and some other institutions. So, what's new on the survey this year?
1: That's correct, Ryan. When we looked at the current landscape, obviously the pandemic was going to have to be covered. You know, we feel felt like we really needed to try and measure. The impacts that have occurred across the state with people, you know, their overall life, as well as maybe any employment or income changes they might have have seen. But we also really wanted to take a look at overall with that pandemic. We wanted to really focus on questions that would really help us learn from this. Um, maybe another 100 years before we see another, you know, something of this scale, but. There's probably likely going to be something else uh, that occurs in the future. So when we looked at thought about what questions we should ask, we really tried to take that point of view of what information can we gather that would really help the state and local uh, leaders, residents really learn from this and use it in the future if if something like this happens or even on, on a smaller scale if something major like this would happen again. So that is part of what we're we're new questions that we're asking this year. And then, as you mentioned, we looked at the political landscape and all the what is going on uh, across the nation. We really thought, well, let's look at trust in both media and information sources as well as institutions. And those are actually questions we did ask four years ago. So we will actually have some good, we have a baseline already for that information. And then we will be able to look now and see over these past four years, has any of that changed as trust levels increased, decreased? Um, Are the information sources that people are going to have those changed? And I think that can have some important implications. So we felt that it was important to gather that at this point in time as well.
0: Joined by Becky Vogt, the survey research manager with the Nebraska Rural Poll. And Becky, this year marks another important milestone for the rural poll because is it the first time that you will be sending surveys to metropolitan areas in the state?
1: Actually, it will be the second time we collaborated with the University of Nebraska at Omaha in 2014 and we had a both metro poll and rural poll that we collaborated together with where we had the same instrument going out to all counties across the state. Typically with our rural poll sample, we survey all counties except for those part of the Lincoln and Omaha metropolitan area. So that year the Metro poll covered those seven counties that we typically exclude. And then we're happy to announce that we were able to do that again this year. We were able to get some funding from the Nebraska Business Development Center at the University in Nebraska at Omaha uh, to expand our sample and to, to include those seven counties again this year. So we will, for those important topics that we mentioned earlier, we will have statewide data and we will also be able to look and see are there any urban or rural differences across the state in all of the questions that we ask.
0: That's great and the plan is to send to about 7,000 participants in rural Nebraska and 7,000 in urban areas as well. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Every year we survey, we send our surveys out to 7,000 households for the rural poll. And we really do that because we want to be able to hone in on the data. And so the number of responses we get back allows us to really cut the data in a lot of different ways. We're able to see if there's differences by region of the state. We use five multi-county regions that we analyze the data by. We're also able to look at community size and then various demographic groups, occupation, age, income education level. So that is why we do such a large sample. And so we are the plan is to do that same sample size in both the urban areas as well as the, the uh, rural areas as usual.
0: And we're recording this, it's early March. I know that surveys are probably set to hit mailboxes in the next month or so. When can people expect those? And uh, I guess who gets them? And what should they do with it when it arrives?
1: We are still finalizing the questionnaire this year and hope to have that done here soon. But so I think the mailings will be going out later this month, probably by the end of March, early April, when people can expect to receive those. They go to randomly selected households across the state. So it's for people living both in the country as well as people living in communities. Um, I get that question a lot, I think with the term rural poll, sometimes I get calls every year from people that live in a bigger community such as Grand Island or Norfolk wondering why they got the survey. So it is really intended again for um, the rural poll sample is people households outside of the Lincoln and Omaha areas. And then the Metro poll will cover those Lincoln and Omaha area households. And we really encourage if you receive that survey we hope that you would fill it out. As mentioned earlier, we we get a lot of feedback from local and state leaders that they use this information, they use it in their decision-making, they use it to try and help improve the communities that you live in and work in and visit and shop and go to school in. So we really encourage you to get that information, fill that information out so that we have that and can use that to really really improve the lives of, of everyone across the state.
0: So important to uh, not only economic development, but policy that's being made. And, and I know these reports that are issued uh, every year are read widely by elected officials. Like I said, those in economic development. So, so important. And ruralpoll.unl.edu is the website. And Becky, if people have any further questions, how can they get a hold of you?
1: They can email me at rvote, the number two at unl.edu. My email address is linked on the poll that you just said. So, in case you don't remember that, but if you go to rollpoll.unl.edu, as you mentioned, all of our past reports are on there if you'd like to see what we've asked in the past. But we do have then our contact information for all of our team members. We have five other faculty members right now currently that work on the real poll and help decide the questions and analyze the results. So we can all be contacted uh, with uh, the information included on that page.
0: Again, this year's surveys are going out probably by the end of March. And when can we expect a report to be issued on the, on the results, Becky?
1: We usually have the results come out in a series of reports over the summer. Typically, we seem to see have our first one about June, July, late June or July, It just depends on how many responses we get and how long it takes to get all that data inputted together. So it typically, um, mid-summer, we'll start to see that. And then we have kind of done about one report a month until we release all that information. We like to use a series of reports for that information just so that it's not an overwhelming report with everything included. So we kind of organize the reports by the topic areas included in our survey so that we can have more concise reports that are more easy to read. So we about once a month and typically have about four reports every year that are
0: released. Great. Again, that website where you can find all the details about the Nebraska Rural Poll, ruralpoll.unl.edu. Becky Vote is the survey research manager with the poll. And thanks so much, Becky, for joining Nebraska Farmcast today. Thanks for having me, Ryan. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.